Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode. Today, I have a special treat. I have my husband joining me for this episode, and I have had this episode on my mind for a really long time, and every time I thought we were going to record it, something would happen, or it just never worked out, and... I realized today that I had put this one off because I was waiting for this whole thing to sort of be resolved, but I realized it's never really going to be resolved. So what is that thing that we're going to be talking about? We are going to be talking about worry and how we as a couple handle worry and how we have handled it quite differently in our lives. Now, I come from a long line of, I would call them career warriors. <laughs> or compulsive warriors, my family will fully admit that they are warriors. And that's our tend, our tendency is to go to worry when something goes wrong, or there's even the slightest chance of something going wrong, we sort of revert to um, worry. So it's sort of how I was brought up. It's sort of what I know. And then here I marry Steve, who I say would come from a long line of, what would you call it? Not no, warriors. Not warriors. <laughs> right. um, but, you know, everything really to him, just I feel like it rolls off his back. He doesn't um, worry the way I do when we're in a crisis or when we're even in a non-crisis that I can sort of obsess over my own worries and thoughts. So we're going to talk about how we are so different in this um, whole thing and how God has really been working on me because you will admit that I have, Steve, that I have made a lot of progress. Yeah. Oh, I would say you have made a lot of progress. From the time we met until now, it has been a huge change, but yet it's still there and it's not something that I have um, overcome. So that was actually what I was thinking. For some reason, I thought when we were going to do this podcast, well, we'll record it when I can say that I'm past it. I'm no longer a worrier. And I realized that that really hasn't happened yet because it still creeps in. So I figured let's talk about it now and you guys can just get a glimpse into our life and how we handle this aspect. Because I know there's so many people out there who deal with worry, whether it's both of you in your marriage deal with worry or one of you, this is a common thing that many of us deal with. And there's, you know, a certain level of worry, I think that can be healthy. And then there's what turns into, you know, full-blown anxiety. And I've definitely struggled with full-blown, I would say, anxiety at times, although not really nearly as badly anymore as it used to be. So I think it's funny that Steve and I were married. It'll be 17 years in May. And um, at our wedding, we had Matthew 6, 25 to 34 read. And that was actually one of the very first passages in the Bible that I ever really read, that when I was just learning to seek the Lord and somebody gave me a Bible and I opened up to that verse, um, that passage, I should say, that whole passage spoke to me then and was very special to me then. And then we had it read at our wedding and little did we know that it would truly follow us through our whole marriage. We have been in so many different circumstances where, um, 
most people would worry. We suffered from many job losses and health issues and, you know, all kinds of things. And so it has really followed us for our whole marriage. I had no idea that when we had that red at our wedding, how it would affect everything. But it's a verse, the verses that I always go back to. So if you have your Bible, pull it out and look up Matthew 6, 25 to 34. But it's the whole part about not worrying about your life and, um, I just, I just took the paper from her and she's worried that she's not going to be able to know what to do. No, that's not I was fidgeting. I was fidgeting. And she's worried. She's worried that I'm here. I just said stop the podcast, stop the podcast and we'll fix it. Okay. So we won't stop it. We'll keep going. Okay. See, you got a glimpse into our day. All right. So anyway, that passage in Matthew 6, 25 to 34 talks all about not worrying and, um, you know, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow or reap or gather into barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them. And how can, you know, I won't read the whole thing, but how can you by worrying add a single hour of life um, to your span of life? And then at the very end, though, the part that always gets me is, um, therefore, do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for the Gentiles seek after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you so here it is saying Jesus is speaking and it is saying if you seek after God he knows what you need and one of the translation reads you know the pagans go after these things and i think about that i don't want to be like the world and go and go after worrying about all those things and how will i be provided for all i need to do is seek after the kingdom of god and his righteousness and it says he these things will be added to you meaning i don't need those things i only need god and then he will add to that everything else and then it ends with there Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. If only I could live like that. <laughs> well, Steve does. He always, he always is able to ground me and point me back to God and show me that I'm getting either a little bit out of control with my worry. And I'll be honest with you, I've had times of worry that keep me up at night where I can't sleep because I feel so consumed with my own thoughts and thinking about what if and um, all these possible scenarios that could happen. And most of them have never come true. And even if they do come true, I, I do know logically that God will walk with me through whatever happens. But there are those times where worry just can take over and really distract me and keep me from really living out my faith over fear. And I've been really speaking that to myself a lot lately, that I need to choose faith over fear. Um, so I'm still a work in progress. And, uh, you know, Steve is like so focused on not worrying. And part of it, I think, is the way you were brought up, right? Your mom never worries. Yeah. I think, I think though, sometimes like what you're saying, the, um, like your worry, you know, he says, you say it could be detrimental. And I think to my non-worry almost is to a fault, like sometimes can come across as maybe I don't care or like, I'm just happy to sit back and just let things happen. Um, and I think that's to a fault as well. I don't think that's like 
the best thing. I mean, I don't see it that way, but I can see how it comes across to you sometimes as um, <clears throat> that I, you know, I just don't care or I'm just like, oh, whatever will happen will happen. And um, that's not really how, how I feel. You know, I don't want to be like hands off, like everything and not worry to a fault of being that I don't care. But I think that um, I think it could come across that way. And I think it sometimes translates that way. When we were married, we were married young, right out of college. We got married and we got pregnant right away with my daughter, Grace. Um, I think we were married two months and became pregnant and we were thrilled. That was fine by us. We knew when we got married, whenever God gave us children, we'd be thrilled. But here we were young married couple straight out of college. Like Steve literally didn't go to his graduation because we were on our honeymoon. And so um, we had literally just finished school and um, Steve got a full-time job and was working in New York City. And at the time we thought, you know, you were making so much money and (laughs) for the time it was. And um, I got pregnant and I always knew I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. So what did I do? I quit my job right away. Um, I quit my job before I even had the baby because I was so sick with morning sickness and all that stuff. So Steve said, well, you know, quit now and you're going to be home anyway with the baby. So we had literally no money and we, you know, were newly married and, and people would look at that and say, oh, how irresponsible. But I truly felt that I was going, you know, called to be a stay at home mom, that that's what I wanted to do. That's what I feel that God wanted for our family and that we would figure everything out. And Steve had a great job, you know, in the city and we'd be fine. However, two months before Grace was born, I picked up Steve from the train station in um, our town because he was working in the city and he told me he was laid off that day and it was one of the hardest and especially as a newly married couple it was definitely our hardest first encounter with a difficult time um to pick him up in the in the car and he had his little box of stuff (laughs) and to see him so distraught and you know here I'm pregnant not working with this baby because we're thinking oh you know we'll figure it out and I won't work and it'll be fine and he loses his job and that was so difficult but Steve had taught me so much through that by his complete faith and trust that God's plan would work out. So can you tell everybody about that? Yeah, I just um, had been trying to find work and um, trying to get freelance jobs and, and all this other stuff. It was all kind of me, 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 me. And I remember saying to Karen one night, like, I can't do any more on my own. Like, I just have to trust God's going to take this over and he's going to handle it. And he has our best, um, you know, what's best for us in mind and um i just prayed that he would you know take care of the situation and trust him to do that and i would say um you know within a week or two i started to get a couple freelance jobs that i didn't expect that i was going to get um and in hindsight it was such a blessing because i was home while Karen um, had Grace, and I was able to spend the first couple of weeks with her um, while still looking for work and doing freelance. Um, and, you know, it was just such a blessing that time that I would have never thought I could have had because I had to be, would have to be working. 
Um, and just through that, I just saw that like if I trust God to, um, if I give him, if I put all my trust in him, that he's going to take care of, you know, whatever we need. Um, and, you know, maybe a month after that, maybe two, I don't know. Do you remember how long it was? Um I got a job uh, working in pharmaceutical advertising, um, and that was just a great opportunity for me to learn um, more about design and things of that nature in a field that I never thought I would even go into. I was so anti-pharmaceutical in college, and it quickly changes when uh, you have a baby on the way. But God had a plan. God had a plan that was setting up for the future um, for us to a path for us to walk. And, and we weren't even Christians at that point. And yet at that time, um, we did not realize what the future would hold, but Steve would not only lose his job then, he would lose his job two more times after that. The second time while I was pregnant with my second child, he lost his job. The company closed down. And what we realize now looking back is that each time he lost his job, it was literally a stepping stone because each time it would um, bring us into a new situation for actually a better job or a better opportunity. And so, you know, nobody knows when they step into that situation, what God has in store. But looking back now, we can see, and that is really what helps you know, to eliminate worry is when you do go through times like that and you can look back later on and say, wow, look how God worked. It doesn't feel good going through it. And it can be scary, of course. But I think now, um, you know, Steve has his own business, so he doesn't really have so much the fear of losing his job, but there is always a fear of, will he have the clients or will a client not need him anymore or something? But I think if we were to be in a similar situation now, only because we've been through it so many times, it would be so much different and when we, to deal with it. And we would feel probably have a lot more faith this time. Well, Steve didn't really ever worry each time. But um, the third time he lost his job was when we said enough and he started his own business. And that was a huge, huge leap of faith. Talk about throwing yourself into a worrisome situation. I think that God has really used a lot of those job losses to um, grow me because one of, I would say my two biggest fears and things that I will obsessively worry about are finances. And I don't want to be rich. You all know me. I just want to live simply. But I also want to always make sure we're provided for. And so for me, it's always money and health issues. Those are the two big ones for me. And I think a lot of you out there probably can relate to that. And for some reason, it makes me feel like I'm in control. These externals, you know, things that I can control make me feel secure. When in actually, when I do that, I'm committing the biggest sin of not focusing on God. My security comes from Him and not on these external things. Um, So that's what I'm working on. And I remember when Steve lost his job the third time and he was going to start his own business. And we were in that process of deciding, should we do that? And I was thinking, well, that's so scary. That's not secure. And a wise friend said to me, well, what is secure? Because it's not like, it's not like, um, he was secure in the job that he just lost, you know, like there is really no security. And when, when we decided to step out in faith and start his own business, we realized that 
doing that would actually make us so much more dependent on God, because that's a scary thing to know that you aren't working for anybody else but yourself. And there's going to be a lot of hard work involved. And when, you know, is the next uh, job coming in or paycheck coming in? So it has truly changed me and helped me to not worry so much because I realize I truly have to depend on God every single week that his business will grow. And it's been almost four years now, and it has been enormously um, a huge blessing. It's just been such a blessing. I couldn't imagine living any other way. So God has always provided for us, but important to remember, provided for what we need. And that, you know, goes back to the verses in Matthew that as long as we are seeking him first, he will provide what we need. It may not be above and beyond abundantly more, but if we have what we need, that is enough. And, you know, this whole worry thing has really taught me that I need to completely depend on Jesus and he is all that I need. And I don't need him plus XYZ in the bank account to assure me that, you know, all the bills are paid, or I don't need him plus the test results from the doctor to, you know, be good. I just need him no matter what the circumstance is. And that has been my um, big thing that I've been walking with God. You know, like I said, the two things I worry about are finances and health. And just recently I went through a health scare and I really handled it much better than I have in the past. And this was a pretty it could have been a pretty scary thing. I mean, I found myself sitting in a cancer center and I had not really worried too much up until I was in that moment realizing, oh my goodness, the future really could be much different than what I thought. And I came out of that situation thinking, wow, I've overcome my worry because I really handled most of it very well. But I've realized in the past few weeks that the worry still does creep in. And it's something that I really am still going to have to fight and only depend on God more and more for. Um, And I think it frustrates Steve sometimes because I will do so well for a while. And then out of the blue, I just look at him and say, do we have enough money? Or (laughs) I'll bring up something that can, that can, you know, sort of say those, those thoughts are creeping back in my head. So do I annoy you sometimes? (laughs) Well, I I, I, I know not annoy, but it's frustrating. I tend to answer the same questions a lot of the time. And any kind of answer that I could give, that would be like a solid, legitimate answer of like, do we have enough money? Yes. Can I show you? No, I don't want to see it. So then it comes that she doesn't want to know that we have enough money, but she wants to know that we I, have enough money. I feel like I need that. Um, I just need him to assure me that things are okay, but yet I don't even want to know like what's in the bank account. I just want to know that everything's okay. Again, this is my problem, and I am dealing with this with God, of not depending on externals, depending on him and what it says right here in his word in Matthew 6, that he will provide everything I need. All I need to do is trust him. What I found is when I wake up in the middle of the night, because sometimes this is what happens to me, I'll wake up and I'll start having almost irrational thoughts about it could be anything. It doesn't just have to be money, but it could be anything that I am feeling the need to worry about that week. And I literally have to start 
reciting scripture in my mind, because that is the only way I can kind of get those thoughts out. And I've actually literally laid there at night, just repeating the name Jesus, Jesus in my head, because then I can't have the worrisome thoughts. And it actually really helps. What I found has helped immensely in the past few months is reading scripture before I go to bed. I've rarely been um, woken up at night with terrifying thoughts, only just maybe one or two times recently. And um, it hasn't gotten that bad. But I feel like if I'm putting that truth in my mind before bed, then those false statements can't wake me up at night and consume me. Because I fully admit, and that's my sin that I'm dealing with, is that I will obsess over those thoughts And that's taking my mind off of the truth of God's word. So I find that the more I fill my mind with his truth, that the easier it is to um, get rid of worry. Now, Steve, you don't even have to do that. You never get to that point. So I'm jealous. Why is that? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I was just thinking about before, like you were saying about me getting frustrated with you over things and like over job loss and health like i can i can see worry for that like i can see that being a reason to worry i think i and we'll say frustrated where i make my air quotes um is i get when you're a more worried about things that can't we can't control and i say it to you all the time is you know you're like oh i'm so worried about this and i say like we can't control that. I can't, that's in the future or that hasn't even happened yet. So why are we worrying about it? So you tend to worry about like hypotheticals that don't even happen or haven't happened yet. So instead of living in the now, you're worried about, you know, what's going to happen in the future and you're worried about it and it hasn't even happened yet. And I find that probably that's just what frustrates me more is, is that, you know, I could say to you and I've, you know, I said it to you numerous times, like, why are you worried about that? That hasn't even happened yet. You're making up a scenario that hasn't even happened Mm -hmm. and you're worried about it. And there's really no reason to be worried about it. And it's happened so many times where we've gotten to a, you know, through an area and I've said, see, we were worried about it for no reason whatsoever. Exactly. And And that just tends to, you know, always creep in. And it's, it's just the little things, you know, we went into the city the other day, <laughs> you know, I get, I'm driving into the city with my daughter and her friends and. Hey, that's worrisome. It, 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 <laughs> I, I, Have I, you driven in New York city? And the I'm, thing a, is, I'm a farm girl now. My phone starts to, you know, <laughs> it starts vibrating in the console and I hear, you know, I, I asked my daughter to check the text message and she's like, it's mommy. Of she course. wants to know why you didn't take the George Washington bridge. You said you were going to take the George Washington bridge and now you're in the Lincoln That's tunnel. That's because I'm stalking him on the find friends app where I can kind of track. <laughs> so she's tracking. now she's worried why we took, you know, the Lincoln tunnel and not the George Washington bridge. Actually, and I wasn't we, worried. I was just questioning it. Oh, and then, <laughs> and then you know, are we going to make it on time? And this and and that's not her. Shouldn't be her worry. She's not the one that has to get people there. I'm on a time. concerned mother. And if we were late for I the know. show, what would happen? Nothing. I, I, I'm I not, can't help it's not my that. Problem. It's out of my control. Exactly. Well, I have a lot to to work on yet. Like I said, I'm a work in progress. But Steve is absolutely right, and he absolutely lives out uh, Matthew six thirty four. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. 
sufficient for the day is its own trouble. He really lives that out daily. And even though I know these truths and I am in my word as much as I can be, this for some reason is a stumbling block for me. And maybe just me completely admitting it and getting it out will just even make it more helpful for me because, I mean, it's not like it's a secret that I'm a warrior. Everybody knows. But, um, <laughs> but you know, maybe... Um, just repeating these truths and and realizing, like Steve said, so many times what I worry about never even happens. In fact, I'll look back and go, oh my goodness, I never would have expected God to do that. Like he'll totally change a situation. And it's those times that I should really just like write them down. Um, you know, it's like those, those things to write down so that we can remember, look what God does. And he has done so many things through our marriage together that I've looked back and said, oh my goodness, God is so good. He always provides, he always gets us through. And the truth is a lot of these things I worry about, we may have to walk through them. Like one of us could get sick or something, you know, with our finances could happen. But if we are facing the truth and looking at Jesus and not at the world, we can walk through those situations. No matter what happens, if we have Jesus, we can walk through those situations because, I mean, we all know as Christians, it doesn't mean we're going to have an easy life. We do have to deal with trials and struggles. And in fact, it says we should consider it joy when we are faced with a trial. So for me, I really always need to have that perspective at the forefront of my mind. And that's why I'm thankful for Steve because he literally lives it out. So I read it in the Bible and then he lives it out. I couldn't imagine if I, if Steve was a warrior like me, I think we would <laughs> be paralyzed and never get anything done because Oh my goodness, it would be crazy. So I'm grateful and thankful that God has balanced us and Steve keeps me grounded because to be married to somebody who was as worried about things as I am would be dangerous. And I I have changed a lot though, right? I have made a lot of progress and that is um, all God working on me. So I will keep working on that and Steve will keep going about being a non-worrier. (laughs) <laughs> That's fine. I, and like I said, I, I mean, I, I think, like you said, you balance, we balance each other, right? I mean, I guess there are some things that you need to worry about. That or be concerned or yeah. cautious, right. but maybe not anxious and worried. Right. Because the Bible I, I tells guess, us not to I worry. Guess there's a, it's like you said, it's a difference to be concerned or think about a situation and plan it out and to obsess over it and make it almost become crippling. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't think I would ever lay in my bed and be like, oh, I'm so distraught about this. And be like, <laughs> what I are need you to saying? Gr- what are you trying to say? <laughs> uh-huh. I've been known to so do that. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't, it's just not me to, cause I don't know. I guess I just think like I'm wasting so much time. Cause Steve can't sit still and I can, <laughs> but, but it's just, and, and if you're in that, like if so, if you're worried about a situation and you remove yourself and then you're laying in your bed and you're upset about that, then what, what are you doing? Nothing. Right? You have the one thing to focus on. You're focusing on what's putting you in the bed right. and making you upset, right? Mm-hmm. It just makes you more. And, you know, on the other side of it, you know, for me, like I said, I don't worry, but I don't want it to come across as not caring that, you know, sometimes Carol will say like, oh, you just go on to the next thing and you don't care. And, you know, I can see how that is and it's not that I don't care it's just that way I deal with things differently 
like she said, my family's not really They big don't worry into about anything. And you so. know what? His grandparents are 102 and 95. Right. Longevity. Right. And they don't worry pretty much about everything. It's his his is. family is, has actually taught me quite a bit about, um, you know, like his grandmother will say, why worry about something unless it happens? And that to me was like a foreign concept. Like, what do you mean? Why worry about it till it happens? You're supposed to worry about it now in case it happens. <laughs> so that was like that always sticks out in my mind that um, his adorable grandmother would say that she's just such a um, good example to me. So I've learned a lot from your family. Right. Um, and, you know, it's not it, it's just it's just how people are brought up. But just because I say I come from a line of warriors, I mean, that's just what we know. And we, we all in our family are getting better at this, I think. But um, I have learned that I cannot put my trust in circumstances and in externals. My trust only comes from God. And to trust that even if, I shouldn't even say even if, even when things go wrong because they will. And we shouldn't be surprised when people get sick or pass away or we lose a job. We shouldn't be surprised like something terrible happened to us because the Bible says it will. So I'm kind of trying to focus more on, you know, um, how I will walk through things when they happen, but not to be worrying about them right this moment because they haven't happened yet. So I can only control what is going on right this moment. I have no idea what tomorrow brings. And that's why I need to be grounded in these verses um, because tomorrow has enough trouble of its own and I can only live in this moment right now. And Steve has told me before, and he's, it's, it's so true that, you know, the more I worry, it literally takes time off of your life because it affects your health and not only affects your health. Like he said, I waste time sitting there worrying when I can actually be doing something productive in the moment, in the now. I read John MacArthur's book, um, Anxious for Nothing. I would highly, highly recommend that if you struggle with worry, it was life changing. And I've read it actually twice. And as I'm speaking about, about this now thinking I need to read that book again because you know how we read things and we're like oh that's so great and this is you know I'm going to change and then you sort of fall back into your old patterns I realized that worry for me is something I'll probably always have to deal with and even though it's getting better it's definitely has its moments where it comes back so it's just something that I need to constantly um, speak truths from God's word into my mind about this area. I have learned when it's come to health issues because I have struggled with, you know, obsessing. Don't Google any symptom you ever have because, you know, we all then will obsess over <laughs> what what's going to go wrong. But when I was actually, I mean, so I had that issue. But then just recently when I was actually in a situation where they were saying there actually might be something wrong, we're looking at this possibility to be faced with that in that moment and to think, okay, so what will I do if that is the truth? I still have Jesus and he's the one that has allowed this situation to happen. And how will I walk through it with him? Thankfully, I did not end up having to deal with anything at that moment, but who knows what the future brings. And I am really trying to overcome this worry that has, you know, been such a a problem for me so that I can pass down to my kids that faith over fear and to, I don't want them to take after me and be paralyzed in their fears. And, um, I really want them to choose God and, you know, Matthew six thirty three seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all of these things will be given to you. He will provide everything 
we need if we just seek after him. So I am thankful that this um, issue is something that I'm working on and it's getting better. I'm thankful for Steve that he is such a good example to me and keeps me grounded and points me to Jesus because he really lives out these verses. And I keep in my mind that this is something I'll always have to deal with. So if you're out there and you're struggling with worry, I would encourage you to, um, Fight those feelings because that's really all they are, are feelings, um, to fight those feelings with truths, truths from God's word. And um, email me if you're listening to the podcast and you have any um, thing to say, go to the Facebook page and we can chat about it there. Do you have anything else you wanted to add? Oh, just when you were saying, um, you know, about worry and how you like worry and I, we balance each other out, I think that has... Um, it works really well for our kids. Like you were just saying about mm-hmm. the kids, like you don't want them to be that way. Um, but I think it w- works well for the kids. Like I think each one of them, our daughter and I would say um, our middle son, like went through this period of where they would worry about things and they would come in our room at night and say, I'm worried this and I'm worried that. And I think and, it's kind of that normal. I'm sure if you're out there and you have a tween, they go through that at that stage where they sort of start to realize, you know, about life and they sort of go through this fear of like something bad happening. And, right. But I think it, the balance there is Karen sees like the worry and she's very <laughs> like soft to that. Like she, you know, she's tender. She understands how the kids are feeling and whereas I may just be like ah that's not gonna happen like just <laughs> go back to bed and you know on the other hand I find it very easy to give them the advice that I should really be giving myself like I would say to them God's got everything under control and you have no reason to worry and you know just it's funny I can speak that to them and then it's like mm, you're talking to yourself but yeah I, I just we think do it's balance a good, each other. I think it's that that's good in when we parent our children is that if it was just me, I'd always be like, ah, that's nothing to worry about and maybe not and be so sensitive. then they'd be sensitive. under their covers so sad and scared. Probably. <laughs> Probably. And he'd be like, that guy, he doesn't care. He just wants to go to sleep. No. Um, but, you know, it, it's that's just, like I said, that's just a good a good balance and you know not all our kids our kids are that way you know my one son probably has more of he's like you my he's just kind of very easygoing and laid back and doesn't let things bother him um but you know it's just it's she can relate well to those fears and like she said she can give advice that sometimes she may not take herself (laughs) easier to give it than to live it is that a thing I made up? Easier to give it than to live it? Give it advice than to live it? You might want to uh, <laughs> trademark that or something. I need to put it on a meme. So anyway, um, if you're out there and you're a chronic warrior like me or a chronic don't care like Steve, no, I'm kidding. He cares. Um, let me know what you think about, you know, how, how has your, you and your husband dealt with that? Comment on the Facebook page or on the podcast and, or on the blog post and we can chat more, but I'd love to hear how other people get through that. I hope that we could have provided, um, some insight into how we've handled this. Like I know this is a common problem for many people. And so I continue to just stick to my word and to let God's truth um, penetrate that 
fear that can get into my heart sometimes. And to really, like I said, just live in faith and not fear. And when I am in that place where I'm not worrying, because sometimes I get really really good at it. I'm like, oh, I, I'm doing really great. That's actually where I need to be worried because <laughs> then I, the next week it comes crashing down and I'm worrying about something. So you can't get too high on being doing anything in your own strength is what I'm saying. Uh, I need to remember that only God can take this worry from me and only his spirit can take over because in my flesh, I do just want to sit and worry. So when I let him take over, it becomes all about him and not about me. Any final thoughts? That's it. You were worried that I was doing this podcast. No, I wasn't worried about it. I'm just glad we finally did it. Because like I said, I kept saying, oh, we're going to do a podcast about worry. And actually at the time I was going through this little health issue and I thought, well, once I get out of this situation, I'm really going to be over this whole worry thing. And I realized that it's still there sometimes. So why wait to do the podcast till I, I don't know if I thought like I was going to be cured of it, but... I realized this is something that I wanted to be real about and talk about because I know other people go through it. And I'm a work in progress, just like all of us. And, um, you know, we just have to keep going on our journeys and keep focusing on God. And Matthew 6.33 will always be my life first to seek after him above everything else. And I would encourage you to do the same. So please join me on the Facebook page for Simply Living for Him or over on the blog. I also have tickets still available for this. Simply Living for Him retreat this summer in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, July 13th to the 15th. You can find all the information on the website. We have group rates available. So if you're coming with a group, please email me at karen at simplylivingforhim.com and I will set you up with a special link where you can register at a discount rate. And um, I will also be starting next month, talk about worry, traveling to the Teach Them Diligently conventions. Um, We'll be going to Arkansas. My daughter and I are traveling out there by ourselves. See, that's totally something I can worry about because I am not a savvy traveler, especially without Steve. But we're going in faith and not fear because I just love speaking at the conventions and meeting with all the families. And then we'll be all driving down the whole family to Nashville, Tennessee. And then in May, we'll be driving down to Atlanta, the whole family for the Teach Them Diligently convention. So if you want more information about that, you can find that on the website or go to teachthemdiligently.net and And I hope to see you there. And um, again, the podcast is uh, every Friday. We put out a new podcast episode. If you have um, ideas or things you want to hear about, you can email me and give me topics because I'd love to talk about what you want to hear about. And um, with that, I think that is it about worry. Anything else? I'm worried our dinner's burning. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the dinner is burning. No, it's not burning, but he's right. I got to go because dinner's in the oven. So I will see you guys around on the internet out there. And email me if you have any other comments about this. And till the next time, I wish you blessings and joy. 